to St. John's Sermons, a podcast from St. John's Lutheran Church, North Prairie, Wisconsin, a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We offer this podcast with the loving encouragement to use it as a supplement to your own regular reception of the Lord's gifts of forgiveness and life in word and sacrament on the Lord's day. The Lord bless your hearing of these sermons. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Faith gets its definition on this day. Any faith that is not centered and rooted in and sourced in, first and foremost, the cross of Jesus Christ is not faith at all. We've been defining faith this whole Lenten season, but that's the challenge. At the outset of his letter, his first letter to the Corinthians, Paul talks about how we struggle to preach Christ crucified. And he throws two interesting words out. He throws out the word stumbling block and foolishness. Actually, the word for a stumbling block is literally the word scandal. Faith in this is impossible if it's an act of humanism. It cannot be done. That's why we called our series The Miracle of Faith. And now it's time, after spending six weeks really just focusing on the word faith, now it's time we actually turn our attention to that other term in the title. And that's the term miracle. If I were to ask you to define the term miracle, I'm guessing you probably might agree that it's not an easy term to define, except you probably would know it when you saw one, right? So let me go with a simple definition of miracle, which I think serves our purposes. A miracle is when a human being does something that human beings are not supposed to be able to do, that we don't have the power to do. So Jesus... The Son of Man, 100% human, does miracles when he opens the eyes of the blind, when he opens the ears of the deaf, when he causes lame legs to walk, and when he raises the dead. But if we remember for just one second that this Jesus is not just 100% human, he's also 100% God, that mystery of who he is, is 100% both. If we remember for just one second that he's 100% God, then all of a sudden the miracles, like the ones that we were contemplating through the whole series of Lent, don't look so miraculous. Jesus is the Son of God. Of course the deaf's ears are going to open. Jesus is the Son of God. Of course the blind people's eyes will gain their sight. Jesus is the Son of God, of course. The lame will walk. Jesus is the Son of God. Of course, the dead will rise. Well, it doesn't seem all that miraculous, does it? Maybe for our purposes this evening, we should play around with a little bit of a new definition of miracle. Let me ask you this question. 
Is there anything God cannot do? I remember taking my first doctrine class in seminary. And it was the first day of class. And these were, in many ways, the most intimidating of the courses that you took in the seminary, were the doctrine classes. You always kind of figured out, at least in seminary, you better get it right. You know. And the professor opened the class, the first class, with that question, that same question I just asked you. Is there anything God cannot do? And I can remember a bunch of us, I'm guessing we were all lifelongers in the Lutheran Church, just from the sort of dander that got worked up in us with that question. Because didn't that question just, didn't it just invite heresy? Is it, is it right at all to suggest that God cannot do something? But now I'm asking another question. If indeed there is one thing God cannot do, wouldn't it be that God cannot die? And so if the Son of God, 100% God, died, that qualifies as a miracle. Indeed. It qualifies as the greatest miracle of them all. On the tree hangs the author of life. Everything he did, everything he teached, everything he preached was supporting the idea of life. I mean, even in the forgiving of the sins of the man who was paralyzed, Jesus was drawing a tremendous correlation between forgiveness and life. Luther in the small catechism would echo it centuries later. Where there is forgiveness of sins, there is life and salvation as well. And that paralyzed man got his sins forgiven first, and then he got his legs restored, and he was off to a new life. He is the second person of the Trinity. He was present at the creation when God did his whole life thing. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. The A and the Z. Jesus equals life. He is life. And he died. The Son of God. 100% human, 100% God. But he did what God really cannot do. And if you take a look at all the other false religions out there, the man-made ones, they don't allow their gods to die. Do they? You didn't get a choice in the matter. <laughs> Your God, Jesus, laid down his life for you. 
that, my friends, is a miracle. And that's why faith in this is a miracle, because no one in their right mind, it's kind of nice that I might be suggesting that you're all either a little crazy or a lot faithful, <laughs> or maybe a little bit of both. But no one in their right mind would look at a dead man hanging from a cross and conclude that they're saved. But they are. And now, we would be remiss to mention, not to mention, the, really the most important thing. Although the story you just heard, that very long passion account you just heard, shows the whole story of a conspiracy of a bunch of people to, to put to death the Son of God, the unheard but still true part of this story, it's, it's unheard because Jesus says so little through the whole passion, is that Jesus is going there willingly for you. Willingly. He allows it to happen. That's what the silence accomplishes. He doesn't get into a long extended debate with the religious leaders. Pilate is amazed at how little he says. But after he drops his head in death, Every little piece of evidence that followed after I extinguished that last candle hits like a shot to the gut. The temple curtain torn to. The earthquake. The tombs opening up. When we ask the question, how many people did Jesus raise during his earthly ministry? The fact of the matter is, we do not know. Because we know of three specific ones and a whole bunch of other resurrections that happened, not on Easter Sunday, but on Good Friday, in the wake of Jesus' death. And it all comes down this. This is, my friends, the greatest miracle of all. I think we've been inclined to suggest that the resurrection is. And the resurrection certainly is a great miracle, although Jesus had done it before. He just hadn't done it with himself. And indeed, the scriptures do sort of suggest it's the Father who raises the Son. Interesting. But that God who is the author of life, who is the A and the Z, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, that that one would die. That, my friends, is a miracle. What did it take to save sinners like you and me? It took the death of the Son of God. It took a love so great that he was willing to go there for you, to save you. It took a love so great that he was willing to endure the most shameful and hideous death of all because he loves you. What's kind of sad is how the disciples of Jesus' time were far away from it when he finally died. Only the women were there. They were actually looking on from a distance. 
his disciples were gone. They turned tail and fled. What's kind of sad is uh, indeed how even today, not even every church in Christianity even has services on Good Friday. Isn't that sad? This is the day that the greatest miracle of all happened. And it doesn't mean that we should preclude or mute our celebration of Easter at all. Easter is for us loaded with everything that Jesus died for. In fact, there would not be an Easter, obviously, without a Good Friday. But when Jesus said, it is finished, it was done. Sin was defeated. And if sin is defeated, so are its wages, which are death, which is death. You should know that if he defeated sin at the cross, then of course he was going to rise from the dead. He is, after all, the Son of God. Of course the eyes would be opened. Of course the the ears would be unstopped. Of course the lame would walk. Of course the dead would rise. And of course Jesus would rise again from the dead on Easter Sunday. And when we come back in here Sunday morning, that's the shout that goes up. The shout that goes up is that this sacrifice was accepted by God the Father on your behalf. And the faith that trusts in that, the faith that clings to that, the faith that's rooted in that, the faith that's sourced in that, the faith that hangs on to that with all of its might... God's gift. Only He can work it. It's His miracle. And it's for you. It is finished. It is finished indeed. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This podcast is a service of St. John's Lutheran Church in North Prairie, Wisconsin. For more information, including locations, service times, and links to other Lutheran agencies, please visit our website at www.stjohnsnp.org. That's www.stjohnsnp.org. Theme music performed by Mr. Philip Magnus.